right, guys. Uh, I'm just going to let you know. I misplaced my mic, apparently, and it's back at the house somewhere. So I'm recording this straight on the iPhone. So if it's a little bit generic, just bear with me on this one. Uh, We'll make it through. All right. So actually, right now, I'm in South Alabama at the beach at the Grand Hotel. Now, this is like a old southern hotel that has a lot of history. It's where a lot of rich people go. Um, and today, me and my wife, we got a free continental breakfast. Now, this is not standard. The breakfast is not standard. We got a coupon from my sister-in-law who, you know, her and her family... They headed back this morning, so we got the continental breakfast. Now, this continental breakfast, oh my gosh. First off, it cost, if you don't have the coupon, ours was free. It costs like $23 a person. And that's the 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 cheap breakfast. If you want to get the, the full breakfast, it's like $29 a person. Plus a tip? I mean, what the buck, man? Anyway, we got it. And it is delicious. Uh, but it ain't worth no $23. I'll say that. But anyway, we had this breakfast before. Like maybe a few days ago. And we didn't have a card with this. Or cash. So I was like, Bucket, we're not tipping, okay? Because A, it's a $23 breakfast. If they want a tip, they can go F themselves because they ain't getting a tip from me. I mean, was the $23 not enough? Now, obviously, I never paid the $23 because we had the coupons, but still, you get the idea. So we didn't tip. Now, the first waitress we had on the first day we had the, the breakfast buffet was a black woman. Okay, sweet girl, sweet girl, uh, did a good job, got us everything we needed, but we didn't tip her, okay? Now, here's where the dilemma comes into play, because the next time we ate there, we both agreed, okay, this time we should probably tip, and the tip that we were planning on doing was going to be like a $4 tip, and that's on like a $45 ticket, so... Not a huge tip, but a tip. Now, what happened and where we ran into a problem was when we got there, we had a new waitress. And this waitress was a white woman. And that's fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. The only problem is the waitress that we had the the few days before, she was there this day. And she was still black. And she was watching and I thought to myself like I didn't even it did not even hit me until about halfway through our meal and I realized oh boy we got a situation here because if we tip this new waitress who is white and the black waitress is watching or gets word that we tipped her she's immediately gonna think wow, these racist people aren't going to tip a black woman, but they're going to tip a white woman. What the fuck is wrong with them? And I just, like, you just know that's going to happen because you know how blacks are. 
any chance they get, they're going to be looking for people to be racist. Okay, they, they love when people are racist because it gives them a reason to complain. So if they see, oh, they tipped a white girl, they didn't tip me, oh, immediately racist. This effing country is bullcrap. These white people hate me. God, my life is so freaking hard because I'm black. And that's, what just, that's just what's going to happen. Is she right for thinking that? No, because it's not true. Because that's not the situation. I wasn't tipping because she was white. I was tipping because I didn't do it the day before. So I talked to my wife about this. I, I gave her the rundown. I said, look, this is what to expect. Now, this is a problem that is impossible to even comprehend when you're living in China. Because in China, there ain't no diversity. You don't tip the Asian day one. You tip the different Asian day two. Ain't nobody going to think you're racist. They're going to think, oh, for some reason they just felt the need to tip today. Okay, whatever. And that's it. But no, here in America, different ball game. So we were put in a situation where we could do one of three things. We had three choices. Choice number one, tip the white girl and hope and pray that that black girl doesn't hear about it or see it. And if she does, hope and pray that she doesn't think we're racist. Option number two, tip the white girl and then give the white girl an additional $4 and say, hey, can you give this to that girl over there, the black girl? Because she was our waitress the day before and we forgot to tip. So she needs this tip. Okay, that's option number two. And option number three is don't tip at all. Go a no-go again for day number two. So we discussed. And then we saw on the bottom of the freaking receipt. And this is what pisses me the buck off about society in America. They have a thing at the bottom of the receipt that tells you cost of certain tips. The bottom tip for the, the commoners, the people that are not legit would be an 18% tip, okay? That was like the minimum that they were suggesting. And that was going to be like an $8 tip. So now you're looking eight plus another eight, that's $16. Hey, guess what? That's a whole nother buffet that we just tipped away. We could have gone to another CeCe's buffet or something for that money. And I'm sorry, but no. No, it's not going to happen. And then it's like, you could you could also choose 25%. And that's going to be like $12 a per. It's like, fuck you. Stop taking my money. So when we saw that, we just were like, bucket. We're not tipping. It's just not going to happen. We're not going to tip. And that's the way it's going to be. And you know what? I've always hated tipping. In most other countries, tipping is not a thing. And I'll tell you, I'm going to give you an example of why tipping should just be done for. It should be a thing of the past, and it should just be over. There is a company in America called DoorDash. Okay? It's pretty much Uber Eats. You order food, they bring it to your door, blah, blah, blah. You get the spill. In this app, and the way this company works is... They pay their employees, like, let's say it's like eight bucks 
charge for them to deliver the food to your house, okay? $8. Well, that employee is getting paid $8, okay? That's just going to happen. They're going to get their $8. Now, if you say, hey, you know what? He did a good job. I'm going to tip him $3. Well, guess how much that employee gets paid now? He gets paid $8. Now, you're asking me, how does that happen? Well, what? I don't get it. Here's what the freaking company does. They say, if you give the guy $3 as a tip, they're going to put that towards his pay. So now instead of the company having to pay their employee $8, they only have to pay him $5 and then you're paying him $3. He's getting the same amount of money, but the winner is DoorDash. The, the people who run DoorDash, they win on that. It's their tip. It's not... His tip for what he just did, it's the company's tip. So theoretically, you would have to give him $9, a $9 tip, which is probably going to be more than the food itself, in order for him to get a $1 tip. Do you see how that works? Do you see the problem there? This is why tipping is bullcrap because they can, because here's what DoorDash says. All your tips go directly to the guy, the guy who gave you the meal. That's what, they, that's what they're saying. And technically, yes, they do. They do go to him. But what they're not telling you is that it's helping pay his standard $8, which is a load of crap, which is bull crap, which F tipping. I'm done with tipping. I'm effing done with tipping. You did a service that you were hired to do, that you were paid to do. Why am I giving you more money to do it? Why? You were supposed to do it. It was your job. In many cases, if you don't do this, I straight up cannot eat. So why am I tipping you to do it? That's like freaking paying you, paying somebody to build your house. And then after he's done, be like, okay, I'm going to give you an additional 5000 for a tip. No. You just paid the guy to do the service. Why are you paying him more? It's out of control and I can't get on board with it anymore. All right, moving on, moving on. Thing number two, uh, while we were here, uh, we took out a sailboat. They have these uh, complimentary sailboats and a bunch of other little boats too, kayaks and whatnot that you can take out into the ocean. And I'd never done a sailboat. And my friend's dad He's a big fan of sailboats. He always talks them up. So I was like, man, I got to see if they live up to the hype. So I was like, man, we need to take out a sailboat. I think we can pull this off. It seats two people. Me and my wife can go out. It'll be a blast. So we get in and we start off and the wind's blowing towards the shore. So it's like we couldn't get the buck out. We just couldn't get out there. It wasn't very windy either. So the guy... He gives us a little push. He's like, all right, look, I'll help you out a little bit. So he pushes us out. And then finally we get to a wind that's blowing out in the ocean. So we start, we start really getting pulled by the wind. And before you know it, I'm looking around. We're going what feels like, I don't know, seven miles an hour, six miles an hour. I don't know. Fast though. Like at the point where it's like, dang. We're really moving for not having to put in any effort. And it was fun, dude. Very fun. Uh, but the problem is when you're getting pulled out into the ocean, 
Uh, you got to wonder how are we going to get back? Because the wind's only going one way. So if it's pulling you out, there's only one way it's going to bring you, and that's further out. So if you keep enjoying that little joy ride it's giving you, before you know it, you're going to be half a mile from shore wondering, oh boy, what are we going to do now? Uh, can't swim back. Can't do anything. We're stuck here. The only way to go is just keep going out. So my wife quickly realized this and uh, she started panicking. Um, she had a slight breakdown. Yeah, she can't swim. So she was getting scared. And to be honest with you, I was getting a little worried, but not too worried because I knew obviously if you needed help, somebody would come and help you. And, uh, you know, I was trying to get us back in, but it's like, I know there's a certain way you can go with uh, against the wind and still go forward, but I didn't know how to do it. So for me, I was just like, Ugh, what can I do to not make us go further out? Because there ain't no way I'm getting us in. I just need to make it to where we don't go further out. And uh, sure enough, slowly but surely, we were going further and further out. And I was like, oh, boy. And sure enough, I I see a jet ski coming out. And sure enough, the jet ski saves us. So we were good to go. But the selling, I highly recommend it. Phenomenal time. You're going to have a real good time. You just got to make sure you know how to get back because I did not. Now. Uh, some other things on the agenda, uh, some quickies here real quick. I went into a bathroom at the grand hotel and it was like, uh, it was one of those things where it's like, um, you walk into the bathroom and it's kind of a solo bathroom, but it's not still, it's got the, uh, the urinal and then it's got a, a toilet that has like a door and a lock on it. So, or, or a door on it. I thought there was a lock on it. But when I get into the daggum thing, there's no freaking lock on it. Dude, why? Why do people do this? What did you think was going to happen here? Oh, let's just not put a lock on it and they'll be fine. No, we're not going to be fine. What's going to happen, guaranteed, is somebody's going to walk in. For some reason, nobody knocks ever. They just assume that, oh, door closed? Obviously, nobody's in there. And I just knew any second now, somebody's coming in. And what happens? Somebody comes in. I'm like, dude, somebody's in here. Oh, sorry. And closes the door. It's like as if that wasn't going to happen. As if there was any chance of that not happening. Probably happens like 10 times a day. And it's like, where's the lock? Put the lock. There wasn't even like a lock that on there that was broken. It was just straight up no lock. <sighs> and nobody knows how to work those things either, man. It's like, dude, when you walk into a bathroom, look under the stall. If you see generic underwear and generic feet, don't go in. Is it that hard? No, I blindly just walk in and open the door. That usually works best for me. Effing unbelievable. All right, so moving on. Yeah, okay, so I found this. Oh, my gosh, dude. I found this new family. I'm going to do a whole video of this when I get home. I found this new family on Instagram, and they're called, get a load of this, the Bucket List Family. 
Now, if you've ever heard of them, they've got like 1.8 million followers or something. So they're pretty big. But, and, and here's the thing. They're one of those families that everybody is like, oh my gosh, family goals? Question mark. Could I please just have what they have? And I'll tell you right now, I hate this family. I hate them. And it's not even a jealousy thing. Like a lot of people will think, oh, you're just jealous. No, I'm really not jealous. I hate them because they're, they're everything that's wrong with social media. I'll just describe the family to you. They got the dad. They got the mom. The dad, of course, is not uh, of... The dad, of course, is of a different race. He's, he's uh, a bit Filipino, but he's American-born, so he's super hot. Probably a nine, I would give him. Uh, played soccer in college. Uh, created an app and sold it to WeChat for $54 million. So he's kind of set now. Like They don't really have to worry about money anymore. Uh, I mean, they can't be living like high rollers, but... They can live pretty comfortable for the rest of their life. The wife, super hot blonde, you know, typical. There's always a white in the mix. Have you noticed that? It's never like two black people absolutely killing it or two Asians absolutely killing it. It's always a white. Always. Yeah, it it works best if there's another race involved, like a white and an Asian or a white and a Mexican or some bullcrap, but... There's always a white involved. Whether it's the man or the woman, you just don't know. And they're, they're of course, hot as F. Okay, girl, hot. Boy, hot. They've got three kids. Oldest one, six. Second oldest, four. Youngest one, one. Their kids, hot as F. Okay, dimes, every one of them. And, of course, they're half Filipino, so they're fucking cute. And they've got a great personality, okay? The kids, the oldest one is a girl, two youngest are boys. One of their kids is Manila, named after the city in Philippines, Manila. How great. How perfect. Every picture they take, every film they do is just a fucking blast, okay? Now, how they live their life is... They're a bucket list family, so they legitimately do whatever the buck they want to do that they've always wanted to do before they die. So that usually involves, apparently, for some reason, traveling to every country. Now, their youngest daughter is six. I mean, not their youngest, their oldest is six. And she claims, if you get on their website, that she's been to over 65 countries now. Okay? Why... Why, why? Dude, if the girl is six years old and she's been to 65 countries, she's going to grow up and be 20 years old and realize, oh, oh, dear goodness, I went to 150 countries. I don't remember a single one of them because I was too young to remember them. Well, got to go again. Why is this family doing this? Okay, first off, F you, bucket list family. F you for so many reasons. Let me start with reason number one. You're terrible parents. I'm just going to say it right now. You can get mad at me. Fuck you. You don't know what a good parent is. Look at you. You suck. Yeah, you're right. I do suck. But you know who else sucks? This family. And I'll tell you why. It's because their freaking kids are in a different country every week. 
They don't have any friends. They don't have any stability whatsoever. Their whole life is just, oh, what? Okay, different bed tonight. Okay, what is this? Oh, what? Who are these kids? And here's the thing. I hear people talking about, people love this family, by the way. They act like they're the greatest family ever. The parents are both Mormons. Of course. Dude, when do Mormons not have the dream life? Fuck Mormons, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're always hot. Mormons are always dimes. Why? Why are Mormons always dimes? They always have the greatest life ever. It's like, ah, things worked out for us. Our kids all ended up being healthy in dime pieces. Wow, look at that. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, no stability. And they act like, oh, the oldest girl, she makes friends with every place she goes. Now, here's what happens. She hangs out with these fucking poor kids from Africa. And these bucking poor kids are in their little photo ops. And guess what? They get some good photos. They get some photos that make it look like their kids are bucking hit with these freaking African kids. But guess what happens at the end of the day? This little privileged effing a-hole who's culturally appropriating daily, she goes back, she goes back to her little pimp pad. When these people travel, they don't, they don't do it cheap. Okay, you got to remember, they have $54 million and it's probably growing because they have an enormous following. So, yeah, they're not doing this cheap. When they're done with their little day hanging out with a bunch of Ugandan kids, they go back to a pimp hotel with a freaking nice pool and whatever you want. And guess where those little uh, African kids go? They go to their hut. They're looking for food the next day. Not sure if they're going to get it. But hey, you were thanks for the nice photo op. I, I I had a great friendship with you. Memories that'll last forever. No, no, no. You're six. You're not going to remember them. When you travel to the next poor country, hold up. I got to take a little break real quick. Uh, break time. Bye bye. Okay, I'm back. So anyway, uh, yeah. So. Oh, I made such good... She makes such good friends with people all over the world. How cool is that? Um, I'll be the first to tell you, that's not cool. Okay? It's not cool at all. I've been in many positions where I've made great friends. Okay? In places that were not my stable place. Okay? One of those times was in California. Made a lot of great friends. Guess how many of those people I still stay in contact with? Zero. Zero. Why? Because if you don't live near them and you don't see them on a regular basis, you're not going to stay friends with them. Okay? And that's nothing against my, <laughs> my Aussie friends in China because I'll stay friends with them because they're, they're cool. But, <laughs> but uh, anyway, you're not going to stay friends with them. And I'll give you two reasons why. Well, okay, I'll just say this. You... you you travel to these places for like a week. You know these people for a week. I'm sorry, people you meet for a week are not going to be lifelong friends. It's just not going to happen, especially when you're six years old. You're going to travel your generic, culturally appropriating area back to these countries. I'm like, hey, where's my friend Shaquifa? Where's Shaquifa? Where's Nongak? Where's Nongak? Oh, oh, he's starved? Oh. God, let me go back to my pimp hotel. God, this sucks. 
Can we get out of here? This place sucks. That's your life. That's what you're doing. And then when you leave your little friend for that day, I'm going to Cambodia now. Oh, another poor kid that I can get an epic photo with. Looking like I'm best friends with them. Oh, 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 Ning Doc, Ning Doc, hey Ning Doc, you're my best friend, okay, I'll see you next year, I'm going to my next place, going on over to Brazil, see what's over there, oh, I got a new, f- no, they're not your friends, they're your photos, these people are nothing more than a photo. To show your little following, which, by the way, all the freaking kids have Instagrams, okay? Six years old, four years old, one year old, they all have Instagrams, and they all have at least 250,000 followers. Buck that, okay? Buck that. Why does a four-year-old have 250,000 followers? Why? Great job, parents. Exploiting the buck out of your kids to get a little bit of money. Was the 54,000 not enough? Was it not enough? I mean, 54 million, I'm sorry. 54 million, was that not enough? Yeah, get more? Gotta squeeze every penny out of these fucking kids? It's sick, man. These freaking parents should be ashamed of themselves. And then I saw a post on here. Like I said, everything works out for these mother effers. I saw a post on there. Here's my wife, pregnant with two, uh, pregnant, has two kids. And here's her four years earlier, pregnant with our first kid. And guess what? I looked at the pictures. Same place. The picture from four years ago, his wife was like an eight. The picture from now, four years later, with freaking two kids that have come out of her and a third on the way, she got hotter. She went from an eight to a nine. What? What? Dude, Mormons, dude. Mormons. Screw the Mormons. My wife is great. He posted a freaking... A freaking YouTube video. For his 10-year anniversary, he got... Hear me out on this. Remarried. F... You, why would you get remarried? Oh, I just, dude, this is, I call people out for this all the time. And this is perfect example. Trying too hard. Dude, you're trying too hard. That's all I can really say about it. You're getting remarried for no other reason than to try too hard. You want to be deep. Deepness is so freaking generic 90% of the time. Oh, I just, I remember seeing you 10 years ago and I just, ah, dude, live your life, take care of your family, do that. Don't get remarried, you dumb A. What's the point? Oh, and the family showed up and uh, I don't even want to go to the first wedding. Don't freaking drag me into wedding number two, you a-hole. Good gosh, you selfish 
a-hole that wants all the attention all the time. And of course they make a wedding video. And of course they upload it to YouTube. And of course it gets like 5 million views. Like, oh, Garrett is such a great guy. Why can't I find a guy like that? Thanks, Garrett, for ruining Western society. Western society blows because of idiots like you that remarry their wife every 10 years. How about you get married once and then learn how to take care of everything? That's, that's how you need to do it, Garrett. Stop trying to be extra sweet and marry her again. Good freaking gosh. And I guarantee you, he's the type of guy. He's the type of guy to do that bullcrap where it's like, you lay a dress. Okay, here's what you do. <sighs> Perfect date idea. Epic date idea. You lay a dress and a bunch of other nice clothes onto her bed. And you put a note on there, okay? And you say, put this on and meet me outside. Uh, we're going on a date. And then the girl's like, oh my gosh, she's so sweet. Stop. Just stop, dude. I mean, I can't. I cannot, dude. I cannot. Their kids suck. That's the thing. They, they're social media. They want They they make it look like their life is seriously paradise twenty four seven. It's like, dude, what about when the kid craps and throws up on you when you're trying to look sexy on the beach? What what, what happens then? Where's the picture of that? Because all I'm seeing is your one year old being a perfect little angel and just bringing joy to everybody. No, 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 no. No, I was just on this trip with my brother and my sister in law. And I was put in charge of taking care of their like seven month old uh, for about three hours. And in that three hours, she blew up her diaper, puked all over herself, and cried for about 30 minutes of the most obnoxious crying you ever hear in your life. What about that? Don't act like that doesn't exist, you a holes. Stop coming at me and being like, hey, our kid's great. Look, he's got an Instagram, 500,000 followers. Isn't he cute? No, he's not. Because he's crapping himself. And when you would have gone on a safari, you can't. Because he's a baby and he's going to suck. And then they make these little videos where they're out doing their own little thing with other hot couples that are dimes that have 150,000 followers on freaking Instagram. Where they find these people, I don't know. And this is what drives me crazy about these people. They only hang out with other dime pieces. It's like, oh, you're hot? Oh, you look like you'd be a good friend. Oh, you got a huge following on Instagram? Oh, I think we might be good together. Why don't you have a fat friend that's ugly and has 50 followers on Instagram? Why don't you have one of those? Why don't you have a freaking friend who's in a wheelchair that has five followers on Instagram? Why don't you have one of those? Because uh, that's not cool. That's not paradise, bro. Nobody wants to put you in a wheelchair, person. Yeah, because you're freaking bullcrap life. Whatever, I'm done. I cannot go on anymore. I'm done. Podcast over. Sorry, this was a bit long. I'm out. See you next time.